Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello. It's Thursday afternoon, and we are back on the Chase Thomas podcast. I'm still the aforementioned Chase Thomas, and I am joined by old friend Tyler Batiste of theathletic.com, a very good sports website that you should go subscribe to if you are not already. Tyler, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, man? Not too bad. It's a beautiful day out here. Uh, I have to run now before it gets to like two to three o'clock here in Knoxville because I just uh, it, it I, I I I'm worried about my my health at that point because I'm a I'm a <laughs> good distance runner and it just gets too hot and there's been some times where I'm like oh yeah this is this is over but I'm also trying to get tan and get a nice baseline going so i've settled for noon after i've done my morning writing and reading and just i'll i'll do it around then but uh yeah it's getting very very hot it's officially the the hot point of the summer here and yeah i tell you it's i've been blessed the past couple of days here in pittsburgh it's been like in the 70s which is like i'll absolutely take that anytime in in mid-june you know what i mean especially being from uh, South Louisiana, where it could be like 95 degrees right now, and, and it could be way worse. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm in the same boat, man. I'm still trying to figure out like the best time to try to get that exercise and workout in uh, in the middle of the day. I'm trying to get back out there and play a little more basketball, mm. um, you know, at parks because obviously it was a little difficult to do that for the past, you know, 15 or so months. But now people are playing pickup games and uh, I need to kind of find uh, a couple of parks to put in my rotation and and figure out the best time to go out there and, and, and not, you know, sweat an entire ocean while I'm out there trying to play. So we're in the same boat when it comes to that. I miss pickup basketball, but I'm I'm retired. I turned 30 this year. Um, it it sucks because I'll I'll run by it sometimes. And this was especially true before I moved to Knoxville for school. Um, just living downtown Atlanta for years, like I would just run through it, and they're just available everywhere. Like they're they're just there. But the problem with that is, man, your body starts to betray you. And basketball is way harder on your body than running and just lifting and stuff like that was, just because your knees and you're colliding and like i have chipped a tooth i have messed yeah. up my arm i've messed up my shoulder i've destroyed my knees colliding knees like i tore something in my knee like basketball pickup games in my 20s accounted for no less than 96 percent of my my injuries so <laughs> like i just i feel like if i continue on in my 30s like I, it's just only going to get worse so if i'm doing it i'm just hooping like i'm just uh by myself getting shots up at the gym but like i I don't yeah. know if I can play pickup anymore. I'm just terrified of getting hurt. Yeah, I, and I haven't got I haven't gotten to the point of running like full five on five games. Yeah. But you know, the first couple of times when, after you haven't played in a while, you're kind of going out there and like you said, you're you're like shooting by yourself on a basket. Or if you're in a if you're in a big gym, there's a few extra baskets where you can just kind of. Uh, it sounds like not to make it sound like we're professionals, but to like get your own individual work in. Mm-hmm. And and people are like, hey, do you want to run a three or do you run a four a four and four five on five and like. I'm smart enough now and I'm old enough know, to know that, like, I can't do that without, right. like, <laughs> without stretching or practice or anything like that. Or you'll like be that, sore the next yeah, exactly. day by so exactly. much. Like, I used to be able to just play six hours a day and just be fine the next day. Like, if I play two hours, like, the next morning, like, I need ice all around my knees. Like, I am I'm warped. It's brutal. Yeah, yeah. My goal is to be able to, to run an actual full game of basketball by, by July 1st. That's That's kind of, like, my internal goal. We'll see if I... We'll see if I make that. <laughs> well, I'll hold you to it. And the listeners yeah, yeah, yeah. Podcast, Check in with me. And- <laughs> mark it down. It is June 17th. So you've only got two weeks, sir. 
Yeah, yeah, I could do that. I think maybe. Okay. Well, after I'm this, already you better get in it. there because <laughs> I'm hitting the the golf course after this. That's the other thing. It's like I want to get back in my golf game, and uh, really, that's the other thing. It's like preparing for old age, sir. Is uh, yeah. golf is going to have to replace a lot of my basketball activities and stuff like that because I just I need something that I can play later in my life, and yeah. uh, golf yeah. is one of those natural ones and i've become addicted to it because i'm a competitive person it's the other reason i have to stay away from pickup games is because (laughs) i won't be able to pull myself out and i'm a trash talker and i just get too i get too into it and then forget that it's like a pickup game right and it's not healthy for me it's not not healthy so i have to i have to go away from it but you know what else is not healthy tyler what else the amount of professional wrestling I watch every week. <laughs> Lovely segue. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been doing this podcast for as long as I have, Tyler. You, you just, you've become a natural. Uh, <laughs> no, um, I watch a lot. What is your, because we haven't talked in a couple of years now with, about pro wrestling, like what, uh, I'm always intrigued by what other, like fellow professional wrestling fans do in terms of their weekly wrestling habits because uh real life has responsibilities and when right. you're a kid you have the time to watch everything and college especially just to watch and do whatever you want but mm, adult life especially when you're in a relationship or you have kids or whatever like it's you got to pick your pick your battle so tyler what uh what is your weekly routine uh you know what I, it's it's kind of changed over the past month or so because you know as you mentioned i work at the athletic and, I, and i'm the managing editor for our NBA coverage so obviously the playoffs have been going on there's games every night so you know nine times out of ten I'm watching you know whatever NBA game is on as opposed to whatever wrestling might be on and then I try to catch up you know usually during the day the next day or or at most a couple of days later um so it's been kind of difficult usually I try to watch um NXT and AEW live if I can um and, and kind of uh catch the most of the highlights of Raw and then Smackdown is kind of hit or miss obviously because it's just like you know with with kind of the world opening back up a little bit and friday nights it's it's been a good time to see people um but but also smackdown is is so good that you know i i don't want to you know miss it so i usually try to catch it you know either when i get home on friday night or, or that saturday morning while i'm kind of you know preparing for the day to run whatever errands uh, might need to be run and stuff so i try to get a little bit um as much as i can from all of the the different the major players here in the u.s um, you know, and then I, I have a really good friend who is a huge uh, New Japan fan. And so he kind of fills me in on like when I need to swoop in and see uh, a certain match or, or follow a certain st- storyline. Um, but, yeah, if you try to follow like all of the great pro wrestling that's happening right now, like it would be it would take away from, you know, your responsibilities and, and, and like the stuff you you have to do. So um, it's a good problem to have, though. I'll tell you that it's good and bad. Like the Hawks right, continuing right. to advance is slowly destroying my life like tennessee baseball (laughs) and the hawks just keeping their seasons alive is delightful but also just terrible for my uh work life balance because um it's just uh it's a lot it uh it it just there's something else on so we got the braves we got atlanta united back we got the hawks advancing we got tennessee baseball just never losing and and now in the college world series and then you just I, I gotta tell you, I'm a little, mm-hmm. I'm a little bitter about that because you know I'm an LSU, I'm an LSU alum, and 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 you know I thought I thought maybe LSU's 
Cinderella postseason run could 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 uh, you know go all the way to Omaha last weekend, and then and then they ran into Tennessee, which uh, and had the expected result there. But I'm okay. I'm I'm over it now. Which I'm was your favorite home run from Tennessee in the, the, <laughs> the final game? Uh, it was the last one because that meant it was over. The last one, okay. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that that meant it was the the beatdown was over. I tell you, I was I Jordan was Beck's eating, was uh, my personal favorite. Not that you asked, but Jordan Beck's just uh, effortless. <laughs> uh homer i think it was like the fourth or fifth like the the homers yeah. that just once it was clear it was going to be like 10 to 2 it was like oh right this is a, a delight i'd say i was i was eating with a couple of friends and mm-hmm. like uh and i asked the the, the bartender if, if if uh he could put it on espn too because there was there was a tv that was on mm-hmm. um you know nothing important right and by the time from the time i asked the, t- the channel to be changed <laughs> to the time it was changed um the score went from like three two to like six two or seven two or whatever it was, and I was like, "Well, okay, this is this is probably done by this point." But you know, I'm I'm committed. So, I mean, it was it was so much fun. <laughs> I don't know, like uh, seeing LSU go down and putting your your manager away in style after complaining about uh, the raucous of uh, the Tennessee Volunteer fans and just the the whining from uh, Baton Rouge uh, whenever. I- Tennessee. I can see how that would yeah. be enjoyable for you. Yeah, it was great. Tony Vitello, not, <laughs> but also just like there was some possibilities that Vitello would make the move to LSU. Right, um, right. But he is staying put, thankfully. Like, who would want to don that purple and yellow? It's just a, it's a nasty oh, okay. All right. Well, it's, it's uh, the the you don't need that. You, you just need t- that I do love the song Rocky Top, but do not you? as much as they, but not as much as Tennessee plays it. Like it, it's it's mm. too much. It's all the time. No, but like, it's fun on it a Saturday if you're out watching at a bar and like. Rocky Top just goes for every score. It's <laughs> it's a it's a fun feeling. Like it uh, it's a fun thing. Um, as much as I would love to to just bask in the dominance that is Tennessee baseball, we we should probably <laughs> get into some pro wrestling. Tyler, um, my favorite thing in pro wrestling this week was Samoa Joe's return to NXT. I don't know if this was the case for you. Did you see the disparity between the YouTube numbers for his return on NXT and everything else that happened on the show? No, I did not. It's like 900,000 for Samoa Joe's two videos on their page, and everything else is like 98K. Like, oh God, he, wow. he put up crazy numbers. Um, It was great. Like, I thought this whole opening promo with him and Karrion Cross was top-notch. Regal was great. I think this is really fun. I think the, the moment of him making Cole <laughs> go to sleep uh, <laughs> backstage was great. Um, this is good, and I thought this was one of my favorite NXT shows in a long time. Like top to bottom, this was a I thought a brilliantly booked show. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, it 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 was interesting that they kind of teased like a Samoa Joe carrying cross match or at least confrontation, kind of at the end of that promo. Um, and, and the thing that was really stood out to me was just kind of. Yeah, I think Karen Cross is 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 fine. I don't think he's anything particularly um, special, at least the way he's been booked. But like the reaction when he came out was just kind of non-existent, right? Like there weren't. It's not like there were a lot of people um, in in the uh, in the in the venue there. But it wasn't like it was a a strong you know booing or, or strong cheering or anything. It was just kind of like, oh, the champions here. And then by the time he left after interacting with Samoa Joe, they were chanting, you know. No, 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 you know, whatever it was. So like that, that just to me showed the power of just having like Samoa Joe's presence, not only as like, you know, a, a, an intense guy and a competitor or at least teasing to be a competitor. We'll see what happens with like his, his health situation, but he's so good on the mic and he can do it, you know, in a, a face or a heel role. And he can just kind of elevate 
whoever needs to be elevated around him. And there's a lot of potential there, um, depending on how they kind of utilize him going forward. I thought it was it was pretty exciting. And like now I'm like, oh, man, what's he going to do next week? And I'm just interested to see how the summer goes. Yeah, I'm I'm back and forth on carrying cross. I understand the aesthetic. Yeah. Right. But it, it's kind of like Bray Wyatt for me. Where it's like, I enjoy the presentation. I enjoy the just very pro wrestling aspect to his character. But yeah, once he's actually in the ring and he's working, once the bell like, rings, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a guy. Like, there's nothing yeah. special about him as a worker. And that was yeah. always the issue with Bray Wyatt is like, he's a great character guy. He's a great promo guy. He's great at just being creative. But once he gets in the ring and has a match with Randy Orton, you're like, oh, right. This guy just has his limitations um, he- in this area. Yeah, and it's like the, like you said, the, the the most special thing about him is kind of his entrance and kind of the aura around him. But like, you know, it, I wonder how different it would be if, you know, it was. It's ironic because it stands out in NXT because NXT is such an in ring based, uh, you know, kind of television show. You know, the the top stars are just, you know, obviously guys and, and women who can just work in the ring. You know, O'Reilly, Cole, Pete Dunne, all those folks. And so like he's different. Um, and I guess maybe they're trying to make him different. Like, that's the point of it. But it's just not quite clicking. You know what I mean? And and, and the, the bad part is, like, if he were on the Raw SmackDown roster, he might not stand out as much. And he might get his entrance changed. And he might um, have some tweaks to his character that just, like, don't work as much as they should. Um, you know, I kind of think of, like, Finn Balor when I think about him, who kind of had the entrance that was a lot of, like, his persona. But, like, also Finn Balor is so great in the ring that, like, that elevated him more when you combine those two things. And, and, and like you said, like cross just doesn't have like that in ring thing that kind of separates him from, from everyone else. But uh, you know, maybe if they book him differently as like kind of a more dominant, uh, well, I guess he is pretty dominant, but you know, just kind of, we'll see, we'll see what happens going forward. I agree with you that like, there's something missing there. I just can't quite put my finger on what it is right now. I think it's just like once he gets in the ring with O'Reilly and Cole and Balor and guys. Like yeah, that, it's like, like, oh, you're oh, not as good as them. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's just all it is. Like he once you get in the ring, you're like, oh, right. Like it's just not uh, not the same. Um, what else did you like about NXT this week? What else stood out to you? Um, I, yeah. I tell you, the thing that stood out, the, the big thing that stood out was like DiBiase taking a bump. Mm. I was like, like when he got when he got hit by L.A. Knight, I like. Uh, I watched it. I think the next morning, and I texted my friend, and I was like, "Did you see? Did you see Teddy D like take a take a full bump in the ring? Like not like, you know, not just kind of a, a you know, oh, I got hit, and then you kind of fall over forward. Like he took an actual bump, and he's you know almost seventy years old. And I was like, all right, good DiBiase. You know, I wasn't at the point of like, man, he can have one more match, but I was like just surprised that he took that bump. Right. Um, I've been pretty interested in like the whole LA Knight Cameron Grimes thing and how they've like they've turned Grimes, uh, you know, without changing his character much into kind of like this um, baby face that people that people love. Um, that's been pretty interesting. And I, and I think LA Knight having that million dollar title is the is like the absolute right move. Right. Because that seems like it should be on a hill. Like it would be weird for at least in my opinion, for like a face to be carrying around the million dollar belt. Just the persona suits a heel better. So like um, I'm glad that that storyline is going to continue. And like I, I think those guys are like both going to get elevated from not only working with DiBiase, but like, you know, their match at, at, at in your house kind of exceeded my expectations. And, um, you know, obviously to get the TV time to kind of follow it up the next week that, that there's people backstage who kind of, uh, you know, believe in what they're doing. So I'm interested to see where that goes. I thought that was really good. Um, and I, I kind of, I, I'm a big fan of Io Shirai, so I'm glad to see her back And it. You know, it looks like she's going to 
be in the tag title uh, picture, which more Io Shirai, the better, in my opinion. So um, I agree with you. It was, it was a great episode from top to bottom. I was you know thoroughly entertained, and it kicked off the right way with Samoa Joe and, and, and that interaction with Regal and Cross. Yeah. Um, Keith Lee just uh, tweeted out, reach, push, grind, with a picture from him at uh, NXT. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm intrigued. His absence is like he's not really spoken about it. Mia Yim hasn't spoken about it. It um very peculiar, but Monday Night yeah. Raw has really, really needed needed uh needed somebody like him. And uh I don't know. I, I've been wondering what's going on there. Because the longer these kind of things drag on, you're like, Oh, is this a Jason Jordan situation? This is right. a like they are like I, I don't know. These kind of things scare me and Keith Lee is just so dang good and I really wanted Raw to build around him. Um, and they could use it because they've been building around someone who, let me check my notes here, stinks. And um, I. Oh, love, whoa, whoa. Who, who's who that? Do you think it, I'm talking who, about. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, is it, it could be. Is it McIntyre? It is exactly Drew okay. McIntyre. Drew okay. McIntyre okay. is. He is. I, I, like, I want to write about this at some point of just like the most preposterous wrestling push of my lifetime outside wow, of like okay. Jinder Mahal is Drew McIntyre. And I think it's. Not even particularly close. Like, that guy has been given everything. Like, every moment. And just the way he's been booked over the last year and a half was, like, where they failed with Roman Reigns early on. Like, they're doing it now. Right. And they figured it out. But, like, pulling the rug out from Roman Reigns, the the end of things. And you're like, okay, this is part of the reason people just can't buy in. It's because you haven't gone all the way in on this guy yet. Yeah. And they have gone all the way in on making mm-hmm. sure Drew McIntyre is seen as the top guy and just the it guy and everything. And it's just nothing works. And now historian Drew McIntyre, like he is, he's not terrible. And let me be clear about that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think he's mm-hmm. terrible. I just think he's like a C plus Cass is an a like Roman Reigns is an a like right. everything works for Roman Reigns on SmackDown. Drew McIntyre is just like a, he's, he's a solid hand. Like he's a C he's just someone who should be like a 13 time intercontinental champion. He's someone that I just think is an upper mid Carter who has been booked as just a Hulk Hogan type guy just right and I just don't think it works I don't think he's that good so I can I, I guess I kind of see your argument there um I like McIntyre but I I agree that like I don't think he's on Roman Reigns's level and I don't think that like I wonder how much of that it was kind of the pandemic right like obviously the ball was put in motion at the rumble last year that they were gonna you know have him beat Lesnar or um and be the champion but I wonder like how much of the pandemic was just like well, we'll just keep the belt on him, you know, for eight months or however it ended up, how long it ended up being. He lost it to Orton and then was that November, I think. And then three weeks later, he got it back. I blacked um, out multiple times during this. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I agree that like he, you know, he maybe has been booked too strongly, but like I don't have a problem with like if you're an upper mid card talent, um, you know, our, our, our competitor, like, I don't have a problem with, like, mixing up the title picture every now and then. Well, no, where, like, I'm okay yeah. with the way they booked him. Yeah. It's just I would have rather have gone to someone else. Like, Keith Lee being booked this way, I think, would have gone over great. Bobby right. Lashley has been a much better champion. I mean, they made a creative flub um, this year by breaking up the Hurt Business because I mean, yeah. just look at yeah. Cedric and um, Shelton Benjamin's current standing. Like, there was just no reason. Like, Hurt Business right. was the best part of Raw for several yeah, months, and they that. were just like, we're bored. Like, Vince gets antsy, and he just does things like that where they just break it up for no reason it's like no stables are cool stables are my one of my yeah. favorite things about professional wrestling don't break up stables if you don't have to 
Like it's, uh, I promise you, wrestling is not that complicated. And cool stables, when you stumble into something like Hurt Business, where I don't think they thought would be as good as it became. Yeah, you got to ride it out for yeah. as long as you possibly can. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you there. I, I agree with you there. I, I like how Lashley's been been booked, and I, he's been so he's so underrated as like a, um, you know, he's not a great talker, and the way that MVP has just kind of elevated him, and yep. he's even been like a little more comfortable when he's had the mic recently. Um, in the in the times that he's talked, I guess maybe just like having MVP by his side, maybe he has like a little more confidence. But I mean, when you look at that guy, you're like he looks like you know a badass, and like that's a, that's a great champion to have. You know what I mean? It's like oh okay, like I don't want to mess with that guy. Um, what do you think of Jimmy Smith so far on commentary? I think he's been good. He's really good. Yeah, he's been really good. I mean, I, it it seemed kind of like obvious when they they hired uh, Admin that like. You know, obviously it's like a, that's different from calling any other um, event or any other sport, but like it just wasn't working out. Like you could tell, like by the second week, that there was just like not gonna, that wasn't gonna work, right? Um, well, it wasn't think, gonna work because he clearly. I just don't think that dude had time. Like he had so many other things going on, and it's just. Yeah. I think it's impossible for those guys to work if they don't start off behind the scenes for years and like really right. like the michael cole thing of like really get to know everything get to know the performers have a couple years of memorizing and learning everything jimmy smith right. knows it like he just comes off like he's a fan and has been watching and knows what he's talking about and can call out moves and like adnan clearly had not watched anything in a like since he was a kid so when he's talking about like i grew up with all that and it's like yeah that's great but yeah that's, none of those that's guys are around anymore <laughs> like, yeah you, yeah like if you're not familiar with the product it just doesn't work and plus, like, you know, having Vince McMahon and, and uh, you know, whoever else in your ear for, for, for three hours, like, you kind of have to know how to handle that and, and not be flustered. And, 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 you know, it seems like something where you can almost have like a kind of like a training program, like the way you can kind of do that you know, right. behind the scenes for three, four five months before they kind of throw you throw you to the wolves on Monday Night Raw. And, it, it you know, I don't think he was great, but I also don't know if he got like a fair deal in terms of like, OK, we're going to make sure you're in the best position to succeed. It was just kind of like, Hey, we, we brought in this big name and now he's going to be on raw next week. Like, you know, like I'm sure he's talented, but that's really hard to do. It's a really hard transition to make. But, um, I think Jimmy Smith has been, has been great. I think Pat McAfee has been, you know, Oh, well, Pat's amazing. Anything he does is, is like gold. You know what I mean? (laughs) Pat is, Pat is incredible. Like, um, yeah, no, Pat was just a, I, I was surprised they gave him that big of a spot, but, Pat is Pat is phenomenal, and uh, he's just he makes SmackDown. I can't wait till the crowds are back and just his excitement and just everything that's gonna happen with that and the new sets. Like, did you see the report on the new sets that are coming out with the live? Crowd? I saw the I saw the report, but I didn't like see if there were like any images or no. There's uh, nothing like that. Out. Okay. okay, yeah, it looks like there's just gonna be more. I don't know. I'm excited. Like, I didn't like the uh, the big. Well, I don't even know what to call it. How do we even? I, you know what I'm t- like when you're coming out like the big like Roman graphic that comes out like, right right like that right. kind of stuff I'm guessing is going away when they leave the Thunderdome because that stuff was just way too over the top and not yeah they, it seems like they just kind of added as much uh, you know as many graphics and illustrations and stuff as they could because there was no there was no crowd yeah but that what? thing's been around for that was probably around before the Thunderdome was, was it, it the really? big like I don't the remember. big like him doing the ooh ah, kind of thing like I. Well, like the big, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, like graphic, it's all like that yeah. big cartoonish graphic with certain. Like I don't know what to call it. I wish I knew how to call it. What I'm gonna look this up after what to call it. <laughs> but whatever it is, a Kevin Dunn special that I don't enjoy. Um, okay. What did you make of Triple H's comments on all women shows going forward? 
uh, I kind of didn't agree with him, and like I don't, mm. I'm not gonna, you know, I, I, I see what he was trying to say, I guess, but I, I just don't like, like I don't see a problem with like why he chose to like make a comment on it. You know what I mean? It's just like the more wrestling, the better, right? Like if there's a promotion or Mickey James or whoever wants to put together a an, an all women show and and highlight some of the um, some workers, like more power to her and more power to whoever else wants to do that. Like, I, I don't know if we, you know, he kind of said like, haven't we already done them? Like was kind of one of the things he said. And it's like, okay, we can do more. You know what I mean? So um, maybe there's some like ulterior motive for him uh, to say that because he has some, some other business, business interest in mind or something. But you know, it, it, it seemed kind of weird to me. Yeah. I, it's tough because I think there is a point where, WWE loves to pat themselves on the back with this right. kind of stuff, right. and I and they, <laughs> it's so complicated. And I don't even like, it's it's one of those things where as a male, I don't know, like I don't know if my opinion matters on this. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it just, not you like, personally. I just mean in general. <laughs> well, yeah, and I just think <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I'm curious to know what the backstage like. I think Charlotte Flair agreed with him. I think I saw today. Um, I think the one time it happened, it was super cool and it's a great show. I don't really have any, like, I would not be opposed to it. I wouldn't just be like, oh, this is the shows that WWE cares and is just awesome and blah, 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 blah. Like, I think it's just, I had, I guess it comes down to like, I don't know. Like, I would just not be comfortable making the point that Triple H made of just like, that's not how right. inclusion works. I'm like, eh, I don't know. Like, I, I would be yeah. curious to get the polling from all the women. Are they like, no, we're at a point now because we have women closing out WrestleMania that we feel like enough progress has been made that we're okay not singling out the women now. Like, I, I just wonder, because, like, the women's revolution feels like forever ago. Is there a sentiment among uh, female wrestlers that they're like, we don't need to do this anymore? I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, I, and I agree with you. Like, I would love to know, like, what the, the talent, um, how the talent feels about it. But, like, it, I, you know, the the all women's pay-per-view that they did, which... I think was the main event was was Rousey Nikki Bella if I'm not mistaken, yeah. but also you know you had Trish and Lita were, were were in a tag match and you had um, Charlotte and Becky you know uh, in a, a TLC match or last last woman standing or, or something where I know one of them went through a table yeah um, but it was a yeah yeah you know, it was a good show and like when you put together like a really good show that had really you know seven eight really good matches like it's like okay, why not try to do that again at some point it's not like that that show went terribly that you know that would make them think like oh we can't do this again like like uh you know B- bella rousey was was good uh, charlotte becky was great trish and leader showed that they could still you know you know get it done in the ring and there's enough like even if you want to bring back a few legends or or people in nxt like there's enough talent around that like uh, you know why not try to do that again um because the first one went so well but uh, you know i i agree with you in that like i don't want to speak and put and put words in like the mouths of the talent and the people who are um, you know, uh, impacted by this. And I don't want to, you know, um, speculate on any of that. But yeah, it, it seemed kind of a weird, his comments were kind of a weird, like, huh, that's that's odd to say kind of thing. That, that, was, that was kind of my reaction. Yeah. But he also hosts, like, one of the strongest women's divisions um, on the planet. He's been yeah, very... Yeah, maybe maybe yeah. the strongest. Yeah, and he... Well, hold on. It's, it's still Impact Wrestling until otherwise noted. Impact okay. Wrestling. Fair. Is, they are... They have dominated in this regard. Um, shout out to them for doing a great job there. I, I still have to. It's going to take a while for anyone to catch impact, I think. That's um, fair. That's fair. 
WWE themed shows are coming back. That had the return, King of the Ring, Cyber Sunday, which I guess they'll call Taboo Tuesday, Taboo Monday. I don't know what they're gonna call yeah, it. Yeah, like I, I'm trying to think. I've been trying to think of like what alliteration that could be used on like Friday that they could put on Fox. That could, yeah, you know, I don't know. Um, like something Friday on Fox, or you know, uh, we should have seen this coming, right? Like that they were gonna come out with all the stops. Like I. I miss Gold Rush. Bring back the Gold Rush tournament. That was my jam. Love the Gold Rush tournament. I love the the tournament feel. I think it ended with Edge winning. I want to say, um, and then yes, losing the I think title. that's right. But yeah, yeah, I, I could be wrong, but I I seem to recall it was Edge. Could have been Kane. I think they were in the finals because I think Kane and Edge were still feuding at that time. Anyway, we're gigantic pro wrestling dorks, and I can't <laughs> remember. But that that was a long, long time ago. They never brought it back, and I think they should. Um, King of the Ring is basically the same thing, but. Uh, they have to wear the the silly stuff after. Like that's the thing. It's like you wear it the one time, but then you have King Corbin for a year. You have King Sheamus for a year, and it's just it's not a character. It's just them walking around looking goofy and just calling them King whatever for you. I, I'm not a fan. Like the only time King I really Booker enjoyed was, it was great. King Booker. King that's Booker it. Was great. Was that gonna... was it. <laughs> we should have retired it gotta, with that. We gotta we gotta give respect to to King. I'm sorry, we said Booker. I think it was more like Booker, yeah, the way he Booker, said it with yeah. his, with his, uh, you know, his British accent because he's from the 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 English side of Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, King Booker was great. I, I agree. I mean, it's something to get excited about, right? Like the the I'm sure a lot of it is probably the, um, you know, the TV networks and the mm-hmm. other um, stakeholders saying like, oh, we should kind of make and you know these TV shows a little more special. Um, you know, it say if they're gonna have these uh these you know king of the ring and hopefully there's kind of a queen in the ring too because the mm-hmm. the women's division is so good that they could they could absolutely pull that off and and have a a, a women's equivalent to that tournament hopefully a lot of that um it, it seems a lot of that is going to be kind of on monday night raw and smackdown and stuff like that and it seems like that's kind of a reaction to aw right like aw is has found a nice uh niche in terms of like having really special television um shows you know they only have what three or four pay-per-views in a year like they, they've they've done a good job of like hyping up tv matches and um you know big tv angles and things i wonder if like some of this is kind of a reaction to um, what they're doing i'm sure wwe would never like admit that they are reacting to something that AEW might be doing but I-, I wonder if there are people in the building who are like okay we're if they can pull this off, then we can as well. And this is the perfect time to do it with us coming out on the other side of, uh, you know, the pandemic and vaccinations and returning to full crowds and touring and things like that. That's what they should do, though. Like, I don't like the idea that you have to be insecure about adopting what right. other companies are doing well. Like, we're in journalism. We're in podcasting. We're in writing. Like, you guess what? No column that people are reading right now was not thought of, like, 40 years right. ago. Like, you right. just you put your own spin on it. You learn from others. Like, that's how you learn. You grew up reading certain writers, and guess what? Some of that writer might be in you. Like, some yeah. of, like you just yeah. look, and you're like, oh, they did that well? I'm going to pivot a little bit there. This wasn't yeah, working. I had a, yeah. I had a colleague tell me, like, a couple of years ago about just the world of sports journalism. He said, you know, be first, be better, be different, and you always want to try to be two of the three. And I feel like that works in other well in other places as well, right? Like, if another company is first to do something, then, okay, you know, do it differently and do it better. Like, that's, that's completely fine. You don't have to um, not do it because somebody else was first. So right. I completely agree with you there. Um, what did you make of Piper Niven's debut on Monday Night Raw? Do you think this will work with uh, Eva Marie? I'm a big Eva Marie I'm, guy. I think that's I, uh, she's a, a ratings person. I think she is cool, and I like having variety. I, I enjoy this. 
not everyone needs to be a awesome in-ring tactician. Like we need some diversity on that front. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree with you. Like it, it's like, I don't want to say we've gone like too far into like, this sounds, this sounds weird, but like too far into like, oh, everybody has to be a great wrestler. But like, mm. you know, it's fine if, if the character is strong and, um, you know, we we're kind of talking about Karen Cross earlier. Like yeah. there are ways to make it work if like you have, you know, everything except like the, you know, phenomenal in ring work. Like you can, mm. you can make that happen. Um, she's gonna have to get in the ring at some point and you know it seems like she's been training for the past you know few months and and even going back to i think last year when kind of the first reports about her uh potentially like signing so like if you you know give her the benefit of the doubt and she's been she's been in the ring and training and working hard for the past six seven eight months then maybe she'll surprise some people when she actually steps foot in the ring i think they can they can drag this out a little bit with her uh um you know you know with with her sidekick or her being the sidekick or however they want to book it and, and have just kind of a fresh fresh presence on the on the raw uh women's side which has kind of gotten stale um kind of by their own doing i think because they don't they probably don't push people as they should like i'm a big naomi fan and she should always be oh, on God, tv that was brutal they could have picked anyone else right 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 and 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 they've kind of utilized nikki cross a little more but it's not like in her own feud it's kind of just in the rhea ripley charlotte flair um you know atmosphere so uh, is that going to turn into something else where she's feuding with one of those one of those women going forward in a, in a feud that's not for the title. Um, you know, they've got the time to do it. I mean, Raw's a three hour show and, and, and they've got the talent that I think just kind of needs to be utilized a little better. But, um, for now, I'm, you know, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and see what the even Marie thing, um, how, how that works out. It's, it's, it's going to be fun to watch again, because I'm an even Marie fan like you are. So, um, she, she's, she means ratings and I'm interested to see what happens. I also don't understand though. This is my biggest hang up and will continue to be my biggest hang-up with NXT UK, NXT in general. So she's been there for, what, two years now at NXT UK? And she's yeah, going to get a I different so. name. There's no real answer there, and they clearly want to just position her as a totally separate character and entity from her time in the same company, which right. is... Just, I don't understand the point. The entire point of NXT to begin with was to get people ready for the main roster. And if it's working on those brands, like the fact that they refuse to acknowledge the existence of the, like the, what these characters did on the other brands, like Andrade fell through this, Alistair Black fell through this, Samoa Joe fell through this. Like, yeah. I don't understand why you don't just have any continuity there. It doesn't take a lot of work. Just hyper up as NXT UK Piper Niven and you brought her over and now her, her she was like, it's pretty simple. Just be like, hey, she connected with Eva Marie in the Performance Center getting ready for Eva's return. That's yeah. how you bring it up. But you like highlight her time in NXT UK. Like, I don't understand why this company refuses to just have any sort of continuity and just be like, hey, here's why you should watch NXT UK because sometimes they can migrate over to Raw or they can go back to you get like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. understand why they yeah. don't play on the same team and they don't treat each other as equals. It's weird. It's it's just, it's an odd disconnect. And like, I don't want to say it's between like Vince McMahon and, and Triple H because I'm sure it's more complicated than that. But like, I thought the same thing this past week when the rumors started going out there that Samoa Joe might be returning to NXT mm -hmm. like it like if that was if that was kind of in the cards all along like you know why not in, in April why didn't Triple H you know what I mean say like hey if you guys don't want Samoa Joe here like that you know I, I'd like I got something to do for him and right. I got something for him to do in NXT like it didn't take like this whole like him being like go and then you know maybe I don't know the 
backstory of that maybe it was something that Samoa Joe requested to try to you know compete elsewhere and he maybe he's not medical medically able or, or whatever but it seems like a lot of that could have been happened on the front end where you just have a conversation with the people in charge of like okay well you guys aren't using them I think I can use them here um now maybe that would have made his return a little less special but I, you know you you take him off of tv for three weeks and then you bring him back and it's still exciting right like we're just pretending um, he wasn't the commentator on raw forever <laughs> yeah 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 it, yeah it's it's it, it's weird like they, it seems like they're just like conversations that should just be happening in a normal boardroom or, or yeah. uh normal normally backstage just like don't happen and um it, it leads to situations like you just described where like people like past championship wins and and past uh, you know, uh, rivalries just like aren't mentioned at all. It's 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 really odd, and it just it's good. This is what the NFL. This is the main reason I still believe the NFL will always be king is because they won the college football farm system like a long time ago. Just fans get prepared to watch right. their favorite players on Saturdays on Sundays, and the NFL draft just being a gigantic thing is because they just have all of these free TV time for the the lesser product. The it, uh, I love them both um but like they get to watch kyler murray for a couple years they get to watch right at tennessee and then they get to move on like they do that like but they hype them up they add the value of like this person was this at college like here's why cam newton is going number one because of what he did at auburn i don't understand why he doesn't do the same thing with nxt and nxt uk and all the other yeah and i don't understand it it's it's weird that like the biggest stars that have kind of gone through nxt are from when NXT wasn't as widely available as it is now. Mm-hmm. Like you would think, you would think that the exposure would help people's reactions to when, um, you know, someone like say Alistair Black or someone debuts on the main roster. It's like, oh, we people know who this is, but you know, the the bigger stars that have gone through NXT are you know Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, people like that, who like you didn't know. A lot of people didn't know who they were because NXT wasn't as easy to watch. It's just kind of a weird like. How does that happen? I, I I don't know. I don't have the answer. It seems like it's just as easy as having conversations with people, like I mentioned earlier. But you know, I'm yeah. I'm not in the I'm not uh, a promoter, and I'm not in the business well enough to kind of know like if it's harder than that. It seems like it shouldn't be. It it certainly feels that way. Um, something they're not overthinking is Roman versus The Rock and John Cena because Roman right. is now clean. Like he's now uh. Touching on that, it seems like John Cena <laughs> is hinting at a SummerSlam appearance, and Stephanie's already mentioned that there's going to be a lot of surprises on this show. Um, do you think Do you think Roman's going to get them both? Because I think The Rock, I would just go ahead and lock that one in. Do you think he gets Cena and The Rock? I I do. I think he gets I think he gets Cena at SummerSlam and and The Rock potentially at WrestleMania. Yeah, would be my guess next year. And you have to. It seems like that's the way that this head of the table, you know, family storyline has to kind of um, not necessarily an end point because, like, I don't think The Rock should beat Roman Reigns. But, um, you know, that that has to happen if this is kind of the story that continues to happen um, throughout the rest of the year. I think I think, you know, he's going to go through Mysterio. I think you have Cena coming back and saying, you know, when I was when I was the, the when I was running this place, like I had respect, I had honor. You got none of that challenging him he beats cena you have the fall where you know maybe you 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 mix it up a little more with uh, mysterio or you you kind of maybe uh, reheat shinsuke there's maybe a draft and you just kind of get through the rest of the year there's a lot of meat on the bone with the usos of of what's going to happen there um you know I'm, I'm, that's that's a great story like maybe maybe you see jimmy and jay versus you know jimmy versus jay for some sort of 
you know, um, stakes or something down, down the line in the fall. But Jay back star. to your original point. Like, there's a lot of Jeff yeah. Hardy stuff with Jay. Like, I think yeah. there is real, real value in him as a yeah. long-term uh, and guy. you could kind of see that that you know that could be maybe you know we're fantasy booking here, which is what wrestling nerds do. But like maybe that's maybe that's like the beginning of the of the um you know the rock storyline of like you have Jay wanting to you know branching out on his own and 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 toward the end of the year and and when he can't do it you know the rock comes back to kind of not necessarily save the day but to kind of be that next challenger for for Roman and um you know I I think he's gonna get them both you know it seems like obvious that scene is going to be SummerSlam, but mm-hmm. that might make it mean that that's not necessarily going to happen because, um, you know, they, they, they pull another uh, a rabbit out of the hat. And also there's going to be the draft, um, too, or uh, reportedly being a draft in August or September, yeah. which is going to probably shake things up a little bit with, with some people maybe coming over from raw who could, um, you know, be fresh challenges for Roman also and vice versa. NXT. I hope they include NXT this year, but also yeah, sending yeah. some raw and SmackDown people to NXT like Brizango are just a another great example i think finn balor's done great work and finn balor's a great yeah, yeah yeah just do that just send, uh, don't look at it as a demotion just move them down to give them a fresh opportunity like i don't yeah, remember why they don't do that and, more too and i think maybe the finn balor thing is going to be like um kind of like a case study and like how it could how well it could work you know what i mean mm-hmm. like he 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 what he lost to i guess that was when the fiend debuted was when he kind of went away and then you know went back to nxt for what was probably going to be a few months and then ended up being, you know, a year and a half or whatever it is. I think like that's a, um, you're not, it, it was essentially the same character, but it, they had some slight differences. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't lifting his arms in the air during the, the entrance music like anymore, you know, he was just kind of walking to the ring, just kind of a different iteration of the character. And, and I agree. I remember there was an interview, I think it was Finn Balor who kind of said, you know, like Raw and SmackDown are more like the movies and, and NXT is kind of like Broadway, you know, uh, like not necessarily, um, you know, a demotion, as you said, but just kind of a different type of performance. And um, they, they've got a big enough roster that, like, if people are better suited to um, one type of performance over the other, like, then then it shouldn't be a big deal for them to kind of, you know, thrive in that in that area, especially when they've got, uh, like I said, so much talent available and, and NXT is as visible as, as it is now. And then that kind of goes back to what you were talking about earlier. Like, I wonder how the talent looks at it. You know, there might be some people who believe it's a demotion, and some people who are kind of like, no, this is we're all on the same level, and I think I could do better here. Um, but yeah, I, I hope NXT is involved in, in that draft as well, just to fresh up, freshen up the rosters, and um, you know, present new challenges to, to some of these champions. Assuming you know it's still Roman and, and Lashley, which I think it might be. Um, it's kind of fresh faces, like like if Kevin Owens is on Raw, like I I, I want to see a Kevin Owens versus Bobby Lashley feud, like that would be fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm excited. The Roman stuff yeah. has been great. I'm just excited to see Rock. Yeah, he's so, like, he's just so don't, under, don't overthink it, guys. It's going to be, I think the video package is going to be better than the matches. Like, the, that's what the company does better than anything else. Like, the company's right. video packages are just unreal. You don't have to watch the shows anymore. Like, just. They can uh, kind of, and they can kind of put their, like, you know, only one of them can be in, like, the next Fast 10 movie. Mm. Like, only the winner of the few, you know, like, they're all involved in that universe, right? <laughs> Did you see that uh, snippet of the, the magnetic car yeah oh i'm so excited like yeah i've got a i've got a co-worker who uh you know obviously the athletic is largely remote and a co-worker Mm -hmm. who lives in australia and he's already seen f9 oh Uh, (laughs) i think i know who you're talking about there's only one australian nba writer that i'm familiar right Mm -hmm. right yeah and so he saw f9 and like i'm i I want to ask him about it, but also don't. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want to keep that element. No, I've seen but... that in IMAX. 
just uh i'm i, I don't want any spoilers i don't right. want my f9 uh universe <laughs> experience uh, to be yeah, yeah exactly exactly <laughs> um last thing we'll wrap up here this afternoon tyler um hell in a cell is happening this weekend somehow uh what interests you what doesn't what uh what do you make of this show um i th- that i feel like there's gonna be another match added right i mean there's is only there? i think I, there's only five right now if i'm not mistaken sounds amazing <laughs> that means it's get in and out like <laughs> sounds great yeah yeah I, I feel like you know maybe they're gonna stretch out the seth Rollins cesaro thing is seemed like that was going to be a hell in a cell um match but obviously the the one from smackdown is going to be roman reigns versus Rey mysterio i i i That'll be a i'm banger. excited about those two like yeah th- yeah that match should be great it was kind of a weird build like you know you have this kind of long-standing feud between lashley and mcintyre that's kind of how we've been like conditioned to think hell in a cell matches should be after like you know this three or four month long blood feud and kind of the mysterio thing is like which i get it's like hey you tried to injure my son i want you inside of a cell it seems like they could have like stretched that out a little bit longer mm-hmm. um and made that maybe you know a, a month long as opposed to like a couple of weeks which is which is all it's really been but those two guys are so good and Rey mysterio somehow is still you know one of the best in the world at at you know almost 50 like i'm excited to see that match obviously roman reigns is, is gonna win but um what's been really interesting with a lot of his matches is just like how they you know how they happen you know what i mean you kind of know what the result is going to be a lot of the times but like just how it's been booked with um you know kevin owens and, and daniel bryan and, and everything like that um so those guys are so are, are so good i'm excited about that match and and bianca belair and bailey i think should be really really good as well it's a really good challenger first challenger for bianca um to kind of step up against in, in a first big uh kind of like pay-per-view moment um but yeah, I mean, I'm gonna watch obviously because it's 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 uh, it's wrestling, and and I watch too much wrestling, uh, and and maybe not enough wrestling in some in some ways. I, I'm really interested, like, not to look past Hell in a Cell, but like, Edge and Daniel Bryan are still kind of out there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know Daniel Bryan is, I guess, not technically under contract, but all everything seems to be like he's not going anywhere. Like, I'm interested to see what happens with them, whether it be against Reigns or Lashley going forward i don't know if that's some of the surprises that stephanie mcmahon has been alluding to but you know yeah. um edge is well, i think you know, becky lynch but, is the main one i would pencil yeah, becky as yeah. the SummerSlam surprise like right. i think they're just the re- she's been ready i think they're probably just waiting for fans with right i guess right with becky but you know they still they they still have you know roman reigns versus edge they still they haven't fought one-on-one you mm-hmm. know you know obviously the, the the wrestlemania match got moved to a triple threat so there's still like some potential there for him to um, you know, for, for Edge to kind of, um, I love kind of psychotic, uh, um, you know, crazy Edge. Um, and he, he just becomes like obsessed with like getting back a championship he never lost. And, and the, the the possibilities with that, whether it be against Roman Reigns or even Lashley, you know, could be fun if he just is like obsessed with getting this belt. And then, you know, again, more fantasy booking, but maybe that turns into like a full-blown heel turn. And then you got some other possibilities there down the line. Like I, I still think, um, Edge is still in the back of my mind for these big shows in the next over the next year, and and there's a lot of ways that he could be he could be used that 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 I'm excited to see because you know I'm, I'm I actually saw what was his last match at the time uh, at WrestleMania 27, um, and so I'm glad that like you know I was in Atlanta for that, and I'm, so I'm glad that he's back and um, he had the injury last year, and obviously he can still go in the ring. I'm I'm excited to see what happens there, but um, yeah, hell in the cell wise. Definitely excited for Roman and Ray and, and, and the uh, and the the SmackDown Championship match too as well. 
Bianca and uh, Bailey. This is the last show they will have without fans, right? Pay per view. Yeah, yeah. I think the the um, Money in the Bank is that first weekend where they're going to start to tour. I think it's in Texas somewhere. I think Fort Worth. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I'm excited to see who's over, like consistently. I want to see what Raw and SmackDown are like. Are people sitting on their hands? Like that would be the the best. Uh, yeah. Post COVID situation is that uh, Raw just disappears for uh, that third hour. They just drop it. Like it just COVID's <laughs> over, and uh, so is the three hours of Raw. That that would be a delightful, delightful present. That, it's that... it's like that stretching out that three hours is so problematic. But like they're so. Uh, there's so much advertising money there to be made. But if you that, like, do, they're never, they're never going to do it. Two five live there. Just give two five live as the Monday. Like if USA wants something there, just right. two five live or something like that. Their own version of Rampage, Sunday Night Heat, whatever. Just turn that into the first hour, the last yeah. hour. That's what I would do. And still, yeah. like I don't know why, and just make Raw a two hour product, but still have three hours of wrestling. Right. I, I agree. I. I they should hire us. They really should. Hire. <laughs> like Vince, I know you're a longtime listener to the pod. Kevin Dunn, apologies to the comments earlier. Um, yeah, yeah, just, we didn't mean it. No, just bring us in, um, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Tyler, what can we check out from you across the athletic dot uh, com this week? Well, I I tell you the playoffs as I mentioned are going on. There's a lot of great coverage. I've heard over about that. At the Atlanta Hawks. The, are yeah, good. yeah, the Hawks are up three two right now. Uh, the staff, the athletic staff is has done some really, really great work this week with, uh, you know, we got a couple of deep dive pieces on Stan Van Gundy and the, and the, uh, the Mavericks front office that, that published in the past couple of days. Um, we're about to turn up the dial on a lot of our draft coverage with the draft lottery being uh, next week. So, um, a lot of editing to be done, a lot of coordinating to be done, but it's, but it's fun. And it's a great time if you're a basketball fan. So if you are, you know, head over to the athletic, if you don't have a subscription, uh, I highly suggest, uh, signing up and, and, and coming along for the ride. Absolutely. It's a, it's a great, great subscription. And I've enjoyed having it for several years now. Like it, the athletics sneakily been around for a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. And y'all need to like, not to just go full managing editor here. Uh, Tyler, but <laughs> we need the pro wrestling vertical when when is that coming when is the athletic.com slash pro hyphen wrestling going to be available i tell you i i, ha- I don't have any in- inside information if if it was ever in the cards or if they ever wanted to uh you and chris to go down, down that run road. it what are we doing i i think i think yeah chris and i have talked in the past i think i think that would be uh i'd be a perfect person to kind of help out on that end but we did have a uh, a nice story today which i'll which i'll plug on uh on uh omas um obviously the raw yes, one half of the raw tag team champion. That, yeah 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 which was uh you know kind of talking about his journey from from nigeria to to college basketball to where he is now so um you know i don't know if it's a test case to see how those kind of things uh resonate with the audience and then maybe down the line we kind of go full full blown into uh professional wrestling but Trust me, it's something that I've uh, I've thought about and I've talked about with some coworkers just in passing, just to kind of uh, um, other wrestling nerds, as you kind of talked about. So uh, maybe one day, maybe one day. There you go. There you go. Tyler, keep up the great work, sir. Thank you so much for the time. Let's uh, not make it a couple years between uh, pro wrestling conversations. Yeah, yeah, not at all. We'll be in touch and let's do this again uh, soon. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.